This is the WMSC interview of ministry guitarist Sin Kieran by Nick Perkel on October 26, 2013. Starting things off, can you speak about the day the song Side Effects Include Mikey's Middle Finger was recorded? Um, I remember Mikey kicking around the riff uh, for a few days while we were in the studio. And, um, you know, I remember hearing the, uh, him building the, uh, the song and, uh, noodling around in the studio until, uh, he was happy with the riff he wanted to use for it. And, um, I think he was in there for a couple days, basically doing that, that track. And, uh, I would peek my head in while he was doing that one and, uh, you know, just blown away at, uh, at what he was coming up with. What would you say was the standout track of the album? For me, man, that's a tough question. Um, you know, I have, I know it's the very typical thing to say, but um, there's there's a few tracks that stick out for me for different reasons. Um, Hail to His Majesty is the, the first one that sticks out because that's sort of, to me, the defining moment when we kind of really fell into um the direction of the record um i had that riff i'd written that riff for that song and had pretty much recorded a uh, a demo version of it there in the studio and it was basically the riff that you hear that's on the album now like all the guitar parts and everything minus all the electronics and all the the sort of weirdness with it so it started out as just like this kind of uh filth pig kind of idea and one day, you know, long story short, Al came in and basically just kind of like uh, deconstructed everything and started from scratch. And him and Sammy uh, started working on the electronic uh, part of it. And um, and that's how we came up with the, the final, you know, song that you hear now on the record. So that one sticks out on that uh that I did, uh, or that we did while Mikey was still there. Um, you know, I had, uh, just started working on that song. I think I had the intro, um, and I had the basic sort of skeleton of that song done. Um, and, uh, Mikey and Al had come in and we sort of just finished it together, you know? Um, but, uh, that one has a lot of meaning for that reason. Okay. Now how difficult was it to work on the fairly unbalanced song about Fox news? Uh, for me, not difficult at all. <laughs> I, um, I had that riff. Uh, actually, I think I wrote that song there. Um, like a few of them, I had some general ideas for before I even went out there, but, um, fairly unbalanced. I, I wrote right there while I was in the studio. So, basically the way it works is like, you know, I'll come up with a riff or whoever is writing the, the music part will we usually come up with that. And then Al always does all the vocals and, you know, all that stuff. So uh for me it was it was fairly fairly easy. It wasn't too difficult to do that song. Now on change of luck, some of the instruments used on it made me think that you're trying to channel Brian Jones or listening to some of the Goat's Head Soup album from the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Um, Can you yeah, go ahead. Uh, can you paint the picture on how this song came to fruition? Sure. Um, basically, like I said, I had 
when when you first listen to that song, the, the very first things you hear are that little uh, percussion sort of uh, drum thing going on. Um, and that's really how I started the song and how the original song idea came to me. It was actually a very percussive um, idea. So I had that recorded and I had the bass line recorded, um, which is a little different than the bass line that I ended up on the record. But uh, I was just starting to work on that. I wrote uh, the chorus riff on that um, there in the studio. I did the solo there in the studio, um, you know, and all the rhythm stuff. And then that sitar sound that you hear is um, a guitar thing that Mikey did that we added, you know, uh, that kind of sitar sound to it. Um, and that was basically it, man. You know, it was a, it was a cool experience because we were all there. Um, and it was, like I said, the last one that we did while Mikey was there. But uh, that's pretty much how that song came to fruition. Yeah, I mean, I, I just mentioned that because it really made me think of can you hear the music and just... Yeah, I mean, we're all, you know, it's funny you, that you did mention uh, Brian Jones and the Stones. I mean, we're all huge Stones fans. Um, and that's definitely something I don't, you know, I can't say that, that we were, we actually thought of the Stones and we did it. But I think probably subconsciously that was just something that we heard. Now, you performed for a million people in Poland with ministry last year. What was going through your mind right before the show and right afterwards? Um, it was uh, it was hard to believe. To be honest with you, I mean, when we were there, when we were backstage, uh, I was doing some interviews, um, and I knew there was a lot of people there. You know, when we pulled into, when we drove into the festival, we knew there was a lot of people. We, did, we didn't really know exactly how many were there. And I remember just walking up towards the stage uh, that day and, um, you know, finally getting up there and just it really sort of hitting me that there was uh, an enormous amount of people that were there. But again, still didn't really know the exact head count. But, uh, you know, just the, the ultimate rush, man, that's uh, to me, that's the uh, the ultimate high. Um, and it felt amazing being up there. I'm the most comfortable with, you know, crowds like that. What types of things have you learned about being interviewed from running your radio show with Metal Sanas? <laughs> How difficult it is. Um, my hat goes off to, uh, you know, uh, people that do interviews and stuff. I would, I'd, uh, I'm very comfortable and uh, very familiar with uh, being on the other end, you know, being the guy that's being interviewed. But uh, I've learned, uh, you know, that uh, you have to prepare, you have to do your due diligence, um, you have to do some research, you know, when you have guests and stuff like that. So uh, I've learned to do all of those things. On the American Head Charge album, shoot, how much input did you get to put into the album? Um, as far as the writing, not much. I really didn't do any writing on that. The songs, uh, the the guys already had those songs written. Um, I just got to record them, you know, with them. So I really didn't do too much as far as writing. There wasn't any writing input for me on that. Now, for you specifically, can you explain the process you go through? on how your compositions evolve as a song from your head to having them be ready to be recorded onto an album? Um, man, you know, it's, uh, it's, a, it, it's a different process every time, it seems to be for me. Um, inspiration can come from 
a number of things. Um, I wish there was a set formula that that I could follow or that, you know, was available. But there's no such thing, at least not for me. Um, typically, I can give you what how it usually goes for me. Um, I have like a small studio set up, you know, at home. So say I'll have a riff in my head. Um, I'll start working on it. Um, I'll record the guitars, the bass, you know, I'll program some drums and keyboards or I'll do the keyboards as well on there. So I'll basically get a skeleton of the song going um, and basically try to construct it, uh, depending on the project that I'm working on, to best fit, you know, what it's for. Um, and that's usually how it goes for me. Once I get into the studio, obviously we re-record everything and make sure that uh, you know we get the right tones and all, all that technical stuff, and then um, pass it on over to the vocalist, whoever's doing the lyrics and you know the vocals and stuff like that. And that's typically how the writing process goes for me. Pretty much, this is the last uh, real question of the interview before I wrap things up. Mm -hmm. A poem by William S. Burroughs is read aloud during the song "Thanks But No Thanks," from hanging out with Al Jorgensen and Mikey. What was your favorite thing William Esperos or what was your favorite William Esperos story you heard from them throughout the years? Um man, you know, I I don't know if there's a specific story that uh either of them told me. Uh, what I would hear is just how much they really dug William um and it was always more of a just uh speaking of him in a very positive light and uh, a very influential way. So it wasn't really any story in particular that I heard from them uh, other than, you know, how much they dug him. And any final words? Um, man, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that uh, people seem to be digging this new album. I knew it was going to be a good one right when we started writing it. Um, you know, when I got the call from Al... Um, I don't know if you knew the story on how the record came about, but um, after we did the tour, we were home for a few months and, um, you know, Mikey and I both got a call from Al saying that he wanted to do a new record. So, of course, we were both excited about it. And Mikey and I would talk on the phone quite a bit before we actually went out there to record. And um, I remember asking Al what direction he wanted to go in. And he said that, uh, you know, he pretty much wanted to see what ideas we had. So when I got out there, I think I got out there a week or two before Mikey. Um, when I got out there, Al had, um, I think he had one song idea. Um, I think it was uh, Thanks But No Thanks that he had, uh, you know, pretty much in, in its, uh, in a demo kind of form. Um, and so then when I got out there, I said, well, what direction are we going in here? And he pretty much left it up to what we had as far as ideas. And um, I think the first thing that I that I recorded, if I'm not mistaken, was Punch in the Face. And uh, that song I I had written while I was in L.A. Um, and he loved it. And, you know, I told him that uh, I had some slower ideas, you know, and he was very open to that. And uh I think the second idea turned out to be hail to his majesty and that's how it went man you know we just went like that um but i knew we had something special you know mikey got out there and then he and i started riffing out ideas and 
that's how we came up with uh, Permawar and um, you know it was just a it was a killer experience man probably the best um, studio experience I've ever had and um, I'm glad that people really seem to be catching on to this record and really digging it. So I'm glad that uh, we were able to finish it and uh, pull it off. And, uh, you know, glad that uh, Mikey's all over it. Much appreciated. This has been the WMSC interview of Sin Kieran, Guitarist for Ministry by Nick Perkel on October 22nd, 2013. Now, can I just get a uh, quick station ID from you? Sure, man. What's the, uh, what's the info? Um, Is that it, what you just sent? Yeah. You ready? Shoot.